This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. House this morning, come on. Come on, does anybody love Jesus in this house? Does anybody know Jesus loves them in this house? Come on, come on, come on, come on. That should be even a bigger yell, man. Jesus loves you this morning. He loves you. That's the amazing thing to know this morning. It doesn't matter who we were, who he is is automatic. Before we loved him, he loved us. So it's a good day. God bless y'all. My name is Warren Beamer. I'm a pastor from San Antonio, Texas. And this is, I've been here several times before. It's always a pleasure to come to Johannesburg, South Africa. I am always blessed. I love this city. I love this church. I love your pastors. I love you. Y'all are amazing, and I bless God for you. So thank y'all. I, I bless our, let's give the Lord a hand praise this morning. So blessed by the amazing team. Y'all have got the best uh, sound and lighting and video team in the world. Do you realize what it takes to pull this off? Okay, we are blessed this morning in this house. The dream team that's running it behind stage, the staff, the amazing pastors that you have. We're just honored, my wife and I, to be here this morning. She'll be out here in just a moment here. Praise the Lord. I want to read to you a passage this morning before I jump into the word, uh, before I jump into the speaking. That passage is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The 13th verse I want to read to you this morning, and I want to go from there on my text. The Word of God says this in the 13th verse of the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Until then, until then, there are three things that remain. Faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. I want to read it again. Until then, there are three things that remain. Faith, and hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. Father, thank you for your goodness and mercy. Thank you for your blessing today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that this word is amongst the people, Father, that are of your own. God, you made them. You created them. You raised them. You got them here this morning. Your heart is for them. So let the word apply to them and reach deep and make what you desire today. Let us hide behind the cross and you come forward and we'll give you all the glory, Lord. We thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. you know, the word says, until then. And really the passage before it talks through seeing through a glass darkly that one day the Lord will make us know as we're known. We'll see face to face. One day we'll be with the Lord. How many know that we have a hope today that one day we're going to be with the Lord in his presence in heaven? How many knows that this old world is not our home? Anybody know that? We're just passing through. Anybody got that? And with each step we're moving on and one day we'll be gone. Anybody got a hope for that? Come on, man, I could step outside and start doing rapture jumps right now, just kind of getting ready to go, getting ready for the deal, because I've got a hope in that, that there's a one day coming that my Lord is returning to take us home with him. This world is not where we're left at. And it says until then, he's given us these three things. He said he's given us faith and hope and love. Now we hear messages all the time on a couple of these. We hear messages on love, and love is it. You know, if I was going to, to First John chapter four, verses seven and eight, I would say, "For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. Even that loveth not knows not God. For God is 
So we hear about love because God is love. We see in the scripture that Jesus said when, he, when they asked him what was the most important, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and your neighbor, heart, mind, and soul, strength, and your neighbor as your so love, there's got to be, we love our Father. We have to, there has to be a love in the middle of us for who we are, the identity God's given us. There has to be a love for the people around us. And then we look in the passage and we'll see the Word of God starts to speak about faith. And we'll hear messages on love. We'll hear messages on faith all the time where we hear where the Word of God says in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the Word of God says what? It says this. It says, for faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things unseen. So we hear faith is, is so radically important. And we hear in the word actually that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we understand, we, we get messages on faith and we get messages on love. But how many times do you really hear about the word hope? We don't hear about it very much, and we, we don't put much in it, and, and we don't think about it very much, but there's such a foundation to the word hope. There's such a basis for what it is. It's a basis for our Christianity. It's a basis for our walk. It's a basis for our life. It's a basis for what we're going to do, because hope means something. I want to read to you definitions that we have this morning. These definitions are the first one of faith, because I want us to understand this in comparison to faith. The Word of God tells us that faith, or not the Word of God, Webster's Dictionary tells us of faith, that faith is a firm belief, a firm belief in something for which there is no physical proof. A firm belief for something for which there is no physical proof. I can't prove that it is. I, I can't prove who God is, but there's a faith that I have in Him. I can't prove certain things, but I have a faith according to what He's done for me. There's a faith that I have in him. Now, now, I have a faith that the Lord's returning to take me home. I have a faith that he's going to heal my body. I have a faith that my children are going to be blessed and saved and serve the Lord and be anointed all the days of their life. I have a faith that my marriage is going to be kept and held and prosperous and blessed. Anybody have that faith today? What is that faith based on? What is the faith based on? Let's read the definition for the word hope. The word hope, the definition is this. It says, to cherish a desire with anticipation. To desire greatly something to happen or be true. To fervently, passionately dream that something would come to pass. To have, to cherish a desire with anticipation. Now, see, we can talk about love and we can talk about faith but unless we're talking hope, then we have no foundation to talk about the faith that we say we've got. Because the word tells us that faith is the substance of the things we've hoped for. So, so many times I think we run into spots in our life to where we stop really. It's not that we don't have faith, because we do have faith. How many of y'all have seen a miracle by the hand of God? Raise your hand in this house. If you're new to this church or if, you're, if you don't know the Lord, if you've never met him, one more time, if you've seen a miracle by the hand of God, raise your hand. I want you to look at the number of people around this room that have seen a miracle by the hand of God. We know too much to not have faith. We've seen too much to not have faith. 
We get it. We know God can do it. We know that he will do it if, if he wills it. We know all these different things. So we have faith. But it doesn't mean they're always able to walk in faith. Because we can't walk in faith unless we're first hoping something first. I, I need you to catch this. Because this is a faith house. This is a faith church. You've, look, you're not here in this building in the middle of the country, in the middle of your country right now, in your city. You're not here in this building, in this place, with God blessing you so beautifully just on accident. God's done amazing things to bring you here. But I'm here to tell you something. Here is not where you're done. It's not time for you to stop having faith. It's not time for you to stop believing and going forward. It's not time for, for you to stop being in the spot where God is moving in the middle of you. It's time for God to keep going on through you. You might have a great marriage today that's overcome several difficulties, but you're not done in your marriage. It's supposed to go even farther. It's supposed to be sweeter. It's supposed to be stronger. It's supposed to be more anointed. It's supposed to grow in ways that you didn't even imagine. It's supposed to touch people you've never even seen. Look, your business might have reached a certain plateau, but God's not done with your business yet. He's ready to bless through your business, bless through your hands, bless through where you work. He's ready to add to you and through you. He's not done. So the faith that it took to get here, it's not that you just stop. But we do this. We pray for our how many ladies in this house you prayed for your husband to get saved? Raise your hand. Let me, let me say it like this. And he's given his life to the Lord. Raise your, raise your hand. Stand for me, ladies. Stand. If that's you, if you prayed for your husband to come to the Lord and he came to the Lord, stand. Sixty-nine years old when he gave his heart and life to Jesus Christ. The little caravan, the little caravan that I grew up in, with my mom sleeping on one couch in the living room and me sleeping on the other couch in the living room, when my father was was not with us and had left when I was about twelve. My mother used to dream about my father coming to the Lord. She dreamed. She dreamed and believed for him to come to Jesus Christ. At 69, my father accepted Christ. I need you to hear me something. God's doing and done amazing things in you, but he's not done doing it in you. He's not done when you reach a certain plateau that you believe for your husband to come to, 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 come to the Lord. Now what are you dreaming? Is, is the Lord going to make him a prophet of the Lord? Is the Lord going to anoint him? Is he going to make you too closer? Is he going to bring your marriage into a place of example? Is he going to do something through it? Now what's the next dream? I need to throw this at you today. We as believers, we believe something in faith. And when we achieve that thing in faith, many times we then stop. Because we got it. And we think we're so blessed. We shouldn't really, we almost feel bad for asking for more. 
But you know what? My father says he has things for me I've not even thought of yet. He's got things imagined for me that I can't even fathom. He's got a marriage. He's got children. He's got blessing. He's got an anointing. He's got business. He's got a job. He's got a home for me. He's got things that are so incredible. He's wanting me to believe him for more than where I am. So it comes to a spot in my life that once I believe to a certain point, I can't stop believing there. I say this to youth pastors because I've done youth ministry for, for 30 plus years. And, and, and come on, we got the youth groups on right now tonight. Anything? Come on, what's anybody of our youth group here? CC Youth? Come on, come on, come on, come on. We're coming to see you as soon as service is over. Rock it out. You're amazing young people in Jesus' name. Come on. Can we give our young people a hand in the house? But I, I believe God. Look, look I, have, I have what they call stupid faith. I believe things and people look at me and they say, you're stupid. <laughs> you think that's going to be? Oh, yeah. I know God's going to do it. I've watched God do it. I've seen it. I've seen God take a broken neck where the doctor's telling me that a girl is going to be paralyzed the rest of her life and third vertebrae is broken. The fourth vertebrae is dissolved. It's crushed. And in the name of Jesus, our young people laid hands, prayed for, stayed up, fasted for, and within 24 hours, she walked out of the hospital, three right where it was supposed to be, and four completely whole. I've watched when a woman walked in and said, they just told me yesterday or Friday that I've got cancer, and we laid hands and prayed for. Monday, the cancer was completely gone. I've watched God do what he does. But when I see it happen, I can't stop right there. But it's what we do. I see so many marriages or so many ministries or so many churches that come to a certain point and they get to a thing that they believe for and they believe for it and they got it. And then they have stopped having. It's not that they stop believing. It's that they stop having something to believe for. Because they stopped hoping. Because you can't have faith for something if you don't have a substance for it to be of. Faith is the substance of the things hoped for. So you've got to have a hope to be able to have faith for that hope. You've got to have a dream in you. You've got to have a belief in what God's wanting to do. You've got to know that he's for you, not against you. You've got to know he loves you above everything. You've got to know you are his son or his daughter. I felt when I got on the plane yesterday, I was sitting in my seat, and I just started to cry. See, I'm a pastor, and when Pastor Theo asked me to come, he asked me to be, I said, Pastor, I really believe that I have a pastoral word. I think I have a pastoral word for your house because I'm a pastor and I love people. I love congregations. I love seeing them grow. I love seeing them get it. The word I thought, God, or I know God told me to tell you <coughs> is that it's time to hope again. It's time to hope again. 
It's time to not be on the end of it and say, I can't get there. It's not time to be far away. It's time to run into what God got. It's time to run to what he wants for you. It's time to start dreaming again what God would do for you in your marriage, in your home, in your children, in your schools, in your business, in this amazing house. It's time for the dead to be raised in here. Come on, I know we clap for it. I know we'd be excited for it. I know we have faith for it. We have faith. I have faith that dead can be raised in this house. But do I dream it? Do I hope it? Am I saying, Lord, I can't wait for the day that, God, you wheel a casket in there. Father, in Jesus' name. I can't wait for the day that this happens in the middle. God, give us opportunities to raise the dead. God, give us opportunities to kill cancer. God, give us opportunity to, to open blind eyes. God, give us opportunities to unstop deaf ears. God, give us opportunities. God, we're wanting opportunities right now. How about in your marriage? God, give an opportunity for us to have the most sweetest life. Give us opportunity to go deeper. Give me opportunity for my husband to lead me and me to be able to follow him and us to lead and affect people all around our city. Give me opportunity. Give my children opportunity to minister. Give them the chance to run. I want an anointing to be on their life. Give it to them. You know, the Word gives us the Word gives us so many scriptures on hope. So many. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I have toward, think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts to give you Peace, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. You know, God wants to give you a future. And he wants to keep giving you a dream. Some of you in this house have lost your dream. You've attained the place that you're at. And God says you're not supposed to stay there. What are you dreaming next? What is the next hill? What is the next plateau? What is the next run? What are you driving? Where are you living? What is God doing in you? Look, I dream things. I lost everything not too long ago, probably about 10 years ago. Lost everything. Lost house lost cars, lost everything that I had. And I said, Father, I just believe you for what, for what you've got for me. I believe you. For, for about a year, my wife and I actually lived just about homeless with our two daughters in San Antonio. We lived at somebody else, a bungalow that they had on, on, on a range. It was a, it was a theme um, place called, called the, the um, uh, it was something African actually, Serengeti. It was called the Serengeti. They had wild animals all over. They let us live in a bungalow for a year on the edge of the Serengeti. I was like, I've been in Africa forever. <laughs> I mean, you could feed giraffes off the front porch. Had two rooms, about 600 square feet, just a little bitty small place, no kitchen. We lived there for a year, trusting God. I said, God, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And I dr kept dreaming, God, God, I know, what, God, I know what, what's in my heart to have. And what the Lord blessed me with blew my mind. Blew my mind that all of a sudden I call this gentleman and 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 because he's got this house that's listed on on one of our local published sites. He's listed, it's put up there, and it's, as it's up there, I call him. It's a beautiful home and it's crazy expensive. There's no way I could afford it. About a month after seeing it up, I call him. I said, "Sir, I don't know why I'm calling you, 
I just know I'm, I'm supposed to call you about this. It's just something I feel inside. Well, we got to talking. We hit it off. We had the best time. 30, 40 minutes later, he said, didn't you call me about my house? I said, yeah. I said, man, I'm telling you, I can't afford your house. He said, why don't you just come see my house? I came and saw his house in, in the States, a million-dollar home in the United States. Pools, six bedrooms, three living rooms, all this beautiful stuff. I mean, a beautiful home. I walked through it a couple times, and I told him, I can't afford your house. He said, look, he said, I'm worth, oh, he told me a couple hundred million dollars or something. I'm worth all this money. I got my Lamborghinis and my Rolls Royces. I got all this stuff. I don't need the money. I need the right neighbor. I live next door. How about we just say it's yours? You move into it. You and I will work it out. It ain't a problem. We'll work out whatever it needs to be. You just come move in. It's yours. I got stupid faith. <laughs> what do you mean you're homeless and you're believing God that he's going to give you a six? Because I was asking God for a six-bedroom home with a pool. Look, I, I, I don't want to get I don't want to get caught even in the in the secular stuff here. I don't want to get weird like that. I, I don't want to, but I, I, God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. I was dreaming that. You can't have faith for something that you're not dreaming yet. I'm not proposing today. Amen. Come on. I'm not proposing today that you don't have faith. I'm proposing today that some of you don't have dreams anymore. Some of you don't have hopes. I lost everything. Do I not think that God can't give me everything back and then some? Some of you have lost everything in your marriage. Do you think that God cannot even give you back even more than what you had? Some of you lost everything in your children. You don't think that he can't hand you everything back? Some of you might have had cancer or some other sickness and you lost your health. And when you lost it, you felt like you lost everything. Do you not believe that God can't give you everything of your health back? I gave you a, a crazy example of a house. If God cares about a house, you think he wouldn't care about your children's salvation, about the anointing on your life, about your marriage being fruitful. You think he wouldn't care about you being able to bless other people. You think it wouldn't matter in amazing ways. If he cares about my house, you don't think he wouldn't care to you things that you've not even thought of. But you got a dream. Has anyone in this room here, anyone here been healed of cancer? If you've been healed of cancer, I want you to stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Ma'am, when were you healed of cancer? What year? When? 2015. 2013, you were healed of cancer. 2018, you were just healed of cancer. Praise God. When were you healed of cancer? When? 1990, you were healed of cancer. And it's not come back. And you're standing right there alive and well. 
Somebody needs to start to dream again because if God did it for them, he'll do it for you. Who in this place, is there anybody in this house that you have cancer right now? If that's you, I want you to stand. Stand because we're going to pray for you right now. There's a gentleman right there. Anybody else in this house? Anybody? You have, there's another one right there. Father, in Jesus' name, are you ready to dream with me this morning? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. There's a lady right here. I want you to, can you, I don't want you just to pray in faith. I want you to dream for them to be free of cancer. Can you do it with me right now, right where they stand? Could they, thank you. I want you to dream it with them right now. Come on, come on. Father, in Jesus' name, we dream towards every person in this room that's sick. Man, if you're near them, just lay hands on them where they are. Just stretch your hands out to them right where they are. God, we want to dream again. If your marriage has gone through trials, overwhelming trials, stand up where you are. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. Before I had my two daughters, I had 15 miscarriages, was barren. Doctors said I couldn't have children. I have three beautiful children today. If you've had a problem with barrenness, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. If you want children, stand up. I lost everything. I lost my marriage. I lost everything. And the Lord gave me the most amazing, beautiful, incredible. God can give you. Come with me. And do everything that you need and dream. Come on. I've got two daughters that love the Lord. One of them for a season was a cutter. The other one for a season was in complete fear. I thought I was going to lose them. My children, the enemy was putting his foot on their throat. I just dropped one off at a missions work in Cape Town because the Lord's moving on her and anointing. She's going to serve for two years. I got another one that's walking righteously and called to the political realm. If you're wondering about your children's salvation and you, them needing the presence of God, stand up now. Stand up. Stand up. If the enemy has his foot on your children's neck, stand up. Because it's time to dream. It's time to dream. I want you to pray a dream right now. I want you to start to dream where you're at. If you're not, if you're still sitting, I want you to stand up around those people right now. Lay hands on them, stretch hands toward them, but join the dream. Just join the dream with us today. Father, in Jesus' name, we dream. <coughs> we dream towards every single person in this room today, God. Father, I don't just ask for healing, Lord God. I dream today, God, that they dance, God, out of a chemotherapy ward and are able to tell the people, I ain't got it no more. I don't need that poison in my body. I dream today, Lord God, that people are doing renewing a vows, 
renewing of vows at this very altar, God. I dream it in Jesus' name. I dream restoration of marriages to people. New marriages, Lord God. Father, I dream their children coming to the Lord, being free of every addiction, being submitted to God. I dream it right now, Lord God. I thank you that there's a generation of young people rising in this house. I dream it, God. They'll take over this sanctuary. They'll take over this city. I dream today, God. I dream. I dream. I dream, God. Father, that every life of this place, Lord God, would be so set on fire with new dreams that faith would explode through this room, that the place would multiply, not just in people but in campuses, multiply because there's no room to hold them. Father, I thank you, Lord. We dream it today, and I pray the start of a new dream cancer, we command you to leave. Marriage difficulties, we speak against you. Loss of salvation of children, we call you back. But we don't just do it in faith. We dream today. Barrenness, I cancel you and I call forth children in Jesus' name. The same way I have beautiful children in my home, I dream for you right now to have children. We speak it, we call it done, and we thank you for it, Lord. We bless you, God, in Jesus' name. Can you just start to bless the Lord where you're at? Come on, come on, bless him in a dream. Bless him with a dream. Dream it, come on, dream it. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.